how do you pray when you don't know how to pray? Today is the final message in this series that we've been doing called A Better Way. And for the last several weeks, we've been asking ourselves, is there a better way for us to live the life that we are living? Is there a better way? And today we're going to be looking at the topic of prayer. And I'm wondering, how do you pray when you don't know how to pray? Is there a better way for us to pray than the way we're currently praying? Because for some of us, when it comes to prayer, we've kind of given up on prayer. For some of us, we've given up. Maybe you used to pray, but your prayers weren't really answered, and so you're like, I just, I don't even know what to pray anymore. Or, or maybe for others of you, you don't know how to pray because you lack focus. You lack focus. You're distracted. Every single time you go to pray, you start praying. You're like, oh, Lord, help me uh, with this that I've got going on in my life. And, Lord, I pray for my friend. And, and oh, my friend, by the way, I need to do that to-do list because my friend needs me to get that project done. And, oh, but then I have to get the groceries done. And, oh, I've got to get that, that trip that I'm planning for next week. I've got to get that, all that stuff packed. And suddenly you just get off on a tangent as you're praying. Has anyone ever had that? happen to them as you're praying. You suddenly wander off on a to-do list, and you're like, wait, I need to come back to that. Yes. So you've got ADD when we pray. Or maybe you go to prayer, and you're like, oh, Lord, I just want to pray for the day, and thank you for all that you've given to me, and for all the things that are happening, and, and for my... And you fall asleep, right? So we've done that. We've got ADD. We lack the focus, and, or we fall asleep, or, or you lack confidence. You say things like, I can't pray. Someone asked me to pray. I can't pray. I, I, I can't do that. Pastor Doug, you are the professional prayer. You pray in this situation. That's not for me to do. That's for you. You get paid the big bucks to be the prayer person, and that's what you should do. So I'm not going to pray. You pray. Only pastor can pray, or, or someone who's more spiritually uh, appropriate should be the one who prays here. I lack confidence in this area. Or maybe you lack faith. As I said before, you tried it. It didn't work out. The answer didn't come. And so maybe that works for other people, but not so much for me, right? How do you pray when you don't know how to pray? That's the theme of today's message. So I want to start by just praying for us. And so let's pray. God, I pray that you would speak to us, to our hearts and to our minds today. Lord, this question that is before us, how do we pray when we don't know how to pray? Lord, that you would reveal that to us and that you would shape us into people of God who understand the gift and the power of prayer today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. To understand what prayer is, I actually want to start by backing up and talking about what prayer is not. Sometimes it's helpful for us to look at what something is by looking at what it is not. And first of all, it's not a formal presentation. If you've been around our program for the summer camp, you know, a lot of times I'll say to the kids, all right, what do we do when we pray? We put our hands together, we close our eyes, and we bow our heads. And the reason why I teach the kids that is to give some level of respect to God. But this is not what prayer has to be. It's not some formal presentation that we always have to, uh, to give ourselves to. That's not prayer. Prayer is not the, the formality of it. It can be a helpmate for us to close our eyes and, and bow our heads. But it's not the formality of prayer that God is expecting. Nor is God looking for us to give him our wish list. Right? He's not, God is not our spiritual vending machine. I put my prayer in, and God gives me out. That's not really what prayer is either. It's not this spiritual negotiation. Oh, dear God, if you would do this, then I will do that, and, and let's, let's negotiate what this is and as we put our requests before the Lord. That's also not prayer. And, and finally, I would tell you that prayer is not a performance where we're trying to impress God 
or to impress other people. Just because you have all the words that you can share doesn't mean that necessarily those are the words that God wants to hear. And just because they're $2 words or they sound really, really good, you're not trying to show off before God. God doesn't care about that. In fact, in Luke chapter 18, there's a story that Jesus tells about a Pharisee and a sinner who go to the temple and they're praying. And they're the, the Pharisee is, Lord, thank you that I'm not like these people. Thank you I'm not like all these people and the tacklers. And thank God I'm not like this sinner over here. And then the sinner goes over and beats his chest and says, Lord, I'm sorry I'm a sinner before you. And he prays, and, and Jesus essentially says, he says, that sinner is, more, is closer to God than the Pharisee who's over here saying, oh, thank God I'm not like these people showing off and being all proud of his accomplishments. So prayer is not a formal presentation. It's not a giving God a wish list. And it's not a performance that we're supposed to do before God or before other people. In fact, Jesus teaches us that prayer isn't just an action that it, you do. It is a way that you live. Please hear me on this. Prayer is not an action that you do. It is a way that you live. You live your life in prayer. Now, we've been on this search, this journey for the last couple of weeks, trying to figure out how it is that we can find a better way to live. And over the past few weeks, we've been looking, uh, learning to look not just at what the Bible says, not just the words that Jesus said about how to live, but the way Jesus lived can open all kinds of uh, understandings for us about the better way to live. The way Jesus lived is he made God a priority. He made God a priority. He made spending time with God a priority. That's the way that Jesus lived. When I was younger, <clears throat> I used to think that Jesus was an extrovert. And maybe that's because when you look at someone like Jesus, you try to see a little bit of yourself in who he is. Right? So being an extrovert myself, I used to look at Jesus, I used to read the Bible, and I used to think, oh, Jesus is an extrovert just because of the way he's with people and he loves people and he's always around them and all this kind of stuff. But as I've gotten older, as I've gotten older, I've looked at Jesus' life, and I think the case can be made that Jesus was an introvert. I think he was an introvert with a really good set of boundaries. I think Jesus was an introvert. Extroverts love being with people. They feed off that energy. Introverts are people who get power from being alone. They get charged up by alone time. And just look, if you're to read through the Bible, look at how many times Jesus got alone. Times he left the crowd. Early in the morning, he was often by himself. Story after story, we read that Jesus was alone on the mountaintop. He was alone by the lake. Everyone's out looking for Jesus. They can't find Jesus. Where was Jesus? He was alone praying by himself. Jesus prioritized time with God in his life. That's what he did. Now, the next time you pick up the Bible, the next time you uh, read through it, read through the, the New Testament, perhaps, read through the Gospels, I want you to do something. I want you to notice when Jesus prayed. When did Jesus pray? There's a man named Steve Shirley. Uh, he's from Jesus Alive Ministries. I don't know this ministry uh, very well. I just looked it up and I found it online. And, uh, but, but Steve uh, Shirley took the time to count up the times in the Bible where Jesus uh, was praying. And Steve looked at what Jesus was doing 
when he was praying. When he looked to God in prayer, he said, what was Jesus doing? Here's what Steve observed. He said, the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. While I don't believe that this literally means never stop praying, I would say that Jesus probably came closer to never stopping than any other person who's ever lived on this planet. He was continually in a prayer mode. He is shown to pray alone, in public, before meals, before important decisions, before healing, after healing, and he did all of this to do the Father's will. Jesus prayed in Gethsemane before his betrayal, right after he was nailed to the cross, and with his final breath, he prayed to God. Jesus teaches us that prayer isn't something that we do, it is a way that we live. You can pray to God throughout the day because God is always with you. Like Jesus, we can pray when we are alone, when we are in public. We can pray before meals. We can pray before important decisions. We can pray before healing. We can pray after healing. And we can ask God to give us the strength to do the Father's will. If we truly want the peace, the calm, the joy, and the faith that we see exhibited in Jesus' life, we have to do what he did and live the way that he lived. And Jesus knew that God is always with him in the good moments and in the bad. Now, we tend to keep God confined to Sundays. We tend to keep him confined to Sundays or maybe first thing in the morning or just before we go to bed. Maybe we might pray uh, sometime at dinner time. But God doesn't really want to be in your life for just those five minutes. You know, thanks God for the day, thanks God for the food, amen. And I'll see you tomorrow at the same time, Jesus. That's not really what God is looking for, right? Praying like that makes God a part of your life. It's good, but I don't think that God wants to be just that part of your life. He is your life. He never leaves you. My guess is, as you're, think, as you're listening to me say these words, you're thinking to yourself, well, yeah, but, but how do I make God my whole life, Pastor? Right, Pastor, I, I, that's your job, I get it. That's, that you live and breathe God, I get it, okay. But, but I barely have time to remember to pray, let alone to make God my life. I have way too much going on. There's so much to do. What you're talking about, Pastor, is nice, but I can't make it my whole life. What are you talking about? And I want to say to that, I hear you. I really do. We've all had moments in our life where we think, I just don't have time to pray, pastors included. But here's the thing. The truth is, we don't have time not to pray. We don't have time not to pray. It all comes down to priorities and for us redefining what we believe prayer to be. It comes down to priorities and redefining what prayer is. If in your mind you believe that prayer is something formal, that you are required to stop everything, draw the curtains, get on your knees, close your, eye, close your eyes, bow your head, every single time you go to prayer, you are absolutely going to be frustrated by that. If that's what prayer is for you, you are absolutely going to see prayer as a chore. Every single time. But at its core, prayer is not that. Prayer is a conversation with God. 
It is something you do easily as you're going through life, as easily as talking to a friend, as you're going throughout your day. A friend who wants to hear from you about what is going on in your day. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have had a conversation with someone in the last 24 hours? Raise your hand if you've uh, talked to a friend at work, if you've texted a friend at school, if you've called a family member and a friend, if you've shared a moment with someone at the grocery store, if you've connected with someone on your way to church in here today. Raise your hand if you've done that in the last 24 hours. Guess what? You can all pray. That's it. If you had a conversation with another human being in the last 24 hours, you are a person who can pray to God. Because that's all it is. It's a conversation that we have with God. Remember, prayer is not an action that you do. It is a way that you live. Because here's the thing about prayer. It is almost impossible, impossible for us to be effective in life apart from prayer. And here's how I know that this is true. Most of us are not making the time to pray every day. And most of us are freaking out during each day. We are stressed. We are overworked. We are frustrated. We are angry. There is too much to do. We are overworked and we are out of time. We face division in our life. We face relational stress, financial pressures, temptations. We are facing complicated decisions on a daily basis. We need a better way to live. We need God's power and his presence in our lives. We need to make time to pray. All of us do. All of us do. Pastor Craig Rochelle from Life Church, he says it this way. He says, in order to be effective in the world, in order for us to be effective in the world, we first have to learn to disconnect from it. To be effective, we have to disconnect from it. In other words, we have to disconnect from what doesn't last and connect to the one, Jesus, who does. Jesus shows us a better way. Listen as I read these words from Jesus in Matthew chapter 6. This is from the message translation, which is that very casual conversation style. And it says this, Here's what I want you to do, says Jesus. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and as honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God. From you to God, and you will begin to sense his grace. That's prayer. How do you pray when you don't know how to pray? You get alone. You find some time to block out the noise. You eliminate distractions. You put your phone aside. You put away your Instagram. You put away your text messages. You just be still. There is a time for praying as you are walking through life, and there's a time for making space to be alone with God. It's both and. It's both of these. It's not either or. It's both and. Pray as you are going and make space for God in your daily living. Intimacy is never accidental. Intimacy is never accidental. You can never be close to a friend or a spouse without making time, spending time together. The people I know best in this life are my wife and my kids. They're the ones that I know best in life. And the reason why I know them so well is because we live in each other's lives. We share experiences together. 
And the bond that has grown out of the intimacy of that, the, the bond is not accidental. It is intentional because we spend so much time together. How can we expect to have a bond with God if we're not intentional about the time that we spend with him? If we're not intentional. Prayer isn't something that you just do. It is a way that you live. Now, around 20 years ago, after Jesus was crucified, after he had resurrected and he had ascended into heaven, about 20 years after that, uh, the Apostle Paul was writing uh, to the young church, this church that was just starting. And in his first letter to the church in Thessalonica, he shared some final thoughts. He'd written this letter and he had some final thoughts to share. And he told them, he said, listen, honor your leaders who are doing God's work. Don't be lazy. Take care of those people who are weaker. Try to do good to each other. Be thankful. Be joyful. These are all the things that he was encouraging the church to do. And then Paul shared these very powerful three words. You know, the, the, the easiest verse in all of Scripture to memorize is Jesus wept. Right? That's an easy one. This one is probably the next easiest to remember. And it's this. It's 1 Thessalonians 5.17, and it says this. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. This is what it says in the, uh, the NIT. In the NIV, the New International Version, it says, pray continually. There's two words if you want to memorize it that way. Pray continually, or pray without ceasing is the King James Version. Never stop praying. These three words will literally change the course of your life if you understand what they mean. Never stop praying. Again, if your image of prayer is bowing your head, folding your hands, and, and closing your eyes every single time you're praying, this prayer, this, this verse is going to frustrate you because you're like, I can't do that. Right? You're going to get anxious and frustrated because how can you spend all day in prayer every day, 24 hours? You can't. God would never tell you to do that. That doesn't make any sense. Nobody can do that, which is why it's important for us to remember, yes, prayer can be getting alone, getting on your hands and knees, making space for God. That is a part of it. But prayer can also be just making time for God as you're going through life, as you're walking through life, having a conversation, talking with God in your day about the things that matter most to you. Prayer isn't an action that you do. It's a way that you live. Prayer is living in God's presence every single day. It's breathing in God's grace, knowing that the breath that you have from God is literally breath given to you by God. The breath that you breathe is given by God. Prayer is learning to hear God's whisper over the noise of the crowd and over the noise of your own heart at times. Prayer is enjoying God's power welling up within you when you feel the most powerless, understanding that the God of the universe is within you. And prayer is experiencing peace at a time when the world seems to be absolutely short on peace. Spending time with God gives you the ability to find that peace when everything else seems to be falling apart and just going out of control. Prayer isn't just an action that we do. It is a way that we live. And so starting today, make prayer a way that you live. How do you do that? How can you do that? Pray as you are going. As you are going to the store, as you're in the car, just say a prayer. Especially if you're by yourself. You're not by yourself. God is with you. 
as you're going to an appointment, as you're going to your job. Pray about your lost keys and the trouble that you're having with your family. Pray about these things. Uh, you share with God how you feel about the illness that your dad is going through and the hope that you have in the healing that he might be able to experience. In prayer, you thank God for the blessings that you have and you ask God when you face questions without answers. Prayer isn't something that you do. It is a way of living. And when we learn how to pray, we learn that there is a better way, a better way for us to live our lives. Amen. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for this time. Jesus, I thank you that you are always with us. Holy Spirit, that you never abandon us. Uh, Lord, that at our lowest moments, we can pray, and we are so grateful that you are there. And Lord, in our highest highs, we can give you thanks and praise because you are a God who cares and who listens and who never leaves. And so, Jesus, I pray that starting today, we will all understand uh, what prayer is and how we can pray with you on a daily basis. We pray all this today in Jesus' name. Amen.